can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. I did get a message from a zombie um, oh. on Valentine's Day oh, saying... which zombie? Matthew <laughs> cut it out when she says, just, just bleep it out. Who was it? <laughs> oh, of course. So oh. he, this is all he I said. I hate this that is, guy. <laughs> this is all I got. I hate Valentine's Day. Ha, 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 ha. So I That's actually. That's not even funny. <laughs> no, I know. And, and like just out of the blue at 1.30 yeah. in the morning. Yeah, okay. I was asleep. So I woke up to that this morning. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you. Happy Valentine's yeah. to you too. <laughs> the only thing I responded was that video you sent me last night. Oh, my God. How funny was that video? So basically the caption is me when I see couples Valentine's Day posts. And it's uh, <laughs> the best part about this is that there's a couple getting married and she's saying her vows. And all of a sudden the celebrant just start vomiting <laughs> she like turns around and projectile vomits but the best part about it was that the bride just yeah, she just her vomiting <laughs> and just continues not like hey are you okay yeah. just like oh, you'll be right you've just ruined my wedding video thanks yeah <laughs> you can probably hear my stomach rumbling hannah through the microphone it's lunchtime as you know it's coming you, up to 1 I think p.m you, um i think you overestimate the power of these microphones but okay <laughs> No, my stomach rumbles so loudly. In exams at school, I used to have to take tiny teddies in my blazer pocket. Mm. (laughs) So that reminded me of another kind of school that we are launching at Adore Beauty. I can't believe we're launching our second baby. It's insane. But we do have another podcast that's launching, which you can go and listen to now. It is called Skincare School. It's hosted by Amy Clark and Dr. Michelle Wong, who you might also know as Lab Muffin Beauty Science. And it's actually going to go for 12 weeks. And it's basically, if you're new to Beauty IQ Uncensored, you might be like, wow, they go really deep into skincare. But this is going to take it Mm. right back to basics. So what's your skin type? Type, what's vitamin A? What's vitamin C? How to structure a skincare routine? So it's going to be a really good intro to skincare for anyone that is keen to learn more. Like if you listen to this podcast and you go, I don't know what the f- is going on, yeah. um, go and listen to that one first and then come back to us here. <laughs> and also if you just hate us talking about dating all the time, maybe go and listen to that one instead. Check it out. Search Skincare School in the podcast app that you're listening to right now. Subscribe, listen, rate and review you know the drill and um enjoy so on today's episode we are chatting about beauty trend throwbacks for our cringy combo and then we have a very special guest from the content team megan coming on to talk about bargain versus bougie foundations and the products we didn't know we needed So, Hannah, the other day I put on my stories a little question box and I asked for people to send in their favourite beauty trend throwbacks and I could not believe how many things I'd forgotten about. Mm. The trends that people were sending through, I was like, (laughs) I forgot that that was a thing. The biggest one that really resonated with me was someone said those eyeshadow palettes in the shape of a CD and I put it on my story and I said, 
I think so you and I are four years apart so I think some of these will resonate with yeah. you more than they do with me and vice versa I want to ask if you remember this because I I googled before because I couldn't think of the name what was that makeup shop that we used to hang out at at the jam factory I'm not from your side of town but I oh. think I know I think I know this was it ice no it I thought it was Red Earth, but I don't know. Might have been. I can't remember. If anyone remembers the makeup shop, when you walked into the jam factory, it was on the left. Please let me know because it's killing me. I used to like hang out there all Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, someone did say ice accessories, which I think they had makeup stuff and like hair stuff the eyeshadow palettes that this girl was talking about I put up on my stories like I couldn't remember the name of it and it was killing me yeah and I think I had about 150 dms from people and they're called the Mickey eyeshadow palettes and they were literally like a cd and they had all of these lip products and eyeshadows in there they were a real vibe at the time. I'm disappointed that you missed out on those but there was just so many like impulse body spray Kept coming through. Oh my god, obsessed! I was Britney obsessed. Spears fantasy. Did you have a preferred impulse scent? I'm pretty sure I wore the one with like. Oh, they all have butterflies on them. Is that a butterfly? <laughs> I think that's their logo, Hannah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god, I'm having a look at the. Oh, I'm looking at them now. Yeah, I loved the Spice Girl. I, I had that one for sure. I had so okay. many. I don't think I could choose one. I had both Britney Spears fragrances, so I had Fantasy and then I also had Curious, which was in the blue bottle, Um, bit of a different Uh vibe, but both of them equally as sickly sweet. I still smell Fantasy on people when they walk past me and I wonder where they purchase it. Is it still available? I don't even know. People still wear that? Yeah, I've walked past people before and gone, she's wearing Fantasy by Britney Spears. Like, good on them, keeping it alive. The other thing that people kept mentioning was those hair twist machines. I think the brand was Conair and you'd put your hair in there and then it'd like twist it into like a really tight, almost like a a rat's tail almost. (laughs) Um, And then the other one had you could do like hair wraps. So it puts like material over the hair strand. Do you remember those? Mm -hmm. Oh, how cool were they? (laughs) Did you used to save up all your pocket money for Longcom Juicy Tubes? No, that see, that's your age group. Is that were you not around for Juicy Tubes? No, so I I wasn't really. My age group was more lip smackers. Yeah, I was lip smackers too. Or you just weren't. You were just weren't as bougie as me. I just wasn't as bougie as you. They were so, from memory, they were so expensive, but they were so thick and sticky. They're a real, a real throwback, those ones. Mm -hmm. There were so many hair trends. A few people said, remember how we used to put mousse in curly hair, but then have a straightened fringe? I used to (laughs) wear. You have a photo of you with that, don't you? I've got worse. (laughs) I used to use gel. (laughs) (laughs) I used to use that sun in spray to lighten my hair. So every summer. I yep. would have like orange, orange hair. hair. Yeah. yeah. All the girls at school used to wear it. Yeah. yeah. It was a vibe. <laughs> yeah, it was a real vibe. The other thing that I remembered, which is probably too young for you at the time, was Total Girl Magazine. And there was a show called Girl TV. And anyone who still follows Casey Burgess on Instagram, she's I think an influencer now or an actress maybe, it was on Channel 7 I think in about 2004. So I would have been in grade six. And they were like maybe 15 at the time. Hey, I'm Casey. I'm Simone. I'm Juliet. And I'm Chrissy. Welcome to Girl TV. 
On today's show, we help you pick a bra that's right for you. We meet a tap-dancing boy that rocks and take you into the cyberspace world of chat rooms and answer some viewer letters. And I just thought it was such a cool show. It was like a talk show but for, I don't know, tweens? Yeah. Like 12-year-old girls? I don't know if you're you're too young for this. Do you remember Matikos? They were like really tight flared pants that all my friends used to wear. Oh, someone said face-off flares from Ice. I think, see, I think (sighs) you've got all the bougie versions of things and I've got all the bogan versions of things. There's actually a whole um, news article on Vice. Tight, low and flared, remembering Matiko, Melbourne's favourite 90s brand. Yep, that was me. The other one that kept coming up was roll-on body glitter, which absolute vibe would probably bring that back, to be honest. And hair mascara. Did you ever have hair mascara? Oh, my God. And coloured mascara for your, yeah. 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 And also (laughs) just coloured mascara, like, on your eyelashes. I imagine you would have also had this tool. It was like a hair straightener, but it also had, like, all the crimping attachments. So you'd just swap over the attachments and you could do different hairstyles. It's kind of like the 2001 version of the air wrap. Yeah. God, technology's come a long way, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Oh, God, we sound old saying that, huh? I know. <laughs> I know. We really do. The other hair trend was those comb headbands. So there's like there's three headband trends that happened during this time. It was the ones that were combs. So just like comb it back into your hair, you would have had them for sure. Yep. The Supray elastic bow headbands, mm. which I someone replied and said, and you also used to wear them kind of as a belt as well, and you'd like put them under your boobs, which mm. I clearly remember. And those stretchy mesh material ones, they come in all different colours. They're like crocheted almost, but they're in like a stretchy mesh fabric. You would 100% know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to have to find a photo. I remember the comb headbands giving me headaches and I just, I, yes. I, I'm prone to migraines and they used to give yeah. me really bad headaches. Mm. But I love how you've got here um, the hair tie with fake hair on. I had a hair oh my god, with like the wrong coloured hair. Like, and it was so It was that like was my favourite one out of all of them. Clipped it onto my, like, high pony and it yeah. looked terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I've probably got photos, actually, of me with my I reckon I hair. do too. Yeah. Oh, mine had um bits of glitter in it. Oh, nice. Mine fancy, was a fancy very one. Very fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might still have it, actually, somewhere at home. I might look for it. Do you remember pedal pushes from Just no. Jeans? Oh, oh are they, they're like three-quarter length pants. <laughs> they were so popular. <laughs> <Yeah>. Pedal pushes. <laughs> Side fringes and slut strands. I don't know if we're allowed to say slut strands on this show, but that's w- exactly what they were called. So technically it's their official name. But you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't need to describe those. Yeah. <laughs> um, stick-on earrings kept coming up as well, which I thought was funny because that was probably more my age group than your age group because you would have had real earrings by yeah. then. Yeah. And the Von Dutch trucker hats. Oh, the Von Dutch. Oh. Yeah, the Von Dutch hat. Yeah. <laughs> my mum still wears my old Von Dutch hat sometimes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then the, the fake rainbow Louis Vuitton monogrammed accessories. Ooh, I used yes. to get them from yeah. Thailand. Um, I mean, we couldn't go past the Dream Mat Moose either. That was just an entire 2000s I was trying to figure out what makeup I was wearing back then. And I, because I would have been Dream Mat Moose for sure. No, I I used to go to McDonald's after school to flirt with boys, of course. Yeah. And we used to do our makeup and I can't, like, I love that, like McDonald's. (laughs) Did you do that? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Did you have those um, choker sets? So you had the choker, the black Absolutely. choker that went around your neck, but then it also had a ring and an anklet? I had everything. I had all of the <laughs> fake tattoo stuff. Oh, yes, the fake tattoos, yeah. Oh, my God. Remember mood rings? Yes. Oh, my God, mood. Let's bring back the mood <gasps> ring. Okay, that's like the version of 2000 <gasps> spirituality. That's like a chakra card these days. I just love, like, how makeup was so basic back then. Yes, it's really evolved, hasn't it? It just made me think, God, teenagers these days just don't realise how lucky they are. Oh, so lucky. When I was about 14, I'd wear a green coloured eyeliner. It was a liquid eyeliner. And Mm. I would put that over my top lid as like a wing and then underneath my eye as well. And at the time I had braces and there's a photo of me and I was probably about 14. And I just look at it and think, what went through your head Mm. to do that? What were, you, what were you actually thinking? And at the time, I think I thought I looked really good. Definitely the worst trend was the eyebrows. I just think yes. that was the worst thing to happen yes. to beauty. Mm-hmm. The overplucked brow. Yeah, it really was. Because it's you can't take that back. You can't. Yeah. That's a mistake you can't reverse. Yeah. I do want to thank our listeners for participating so heavily in that question box situation on my stories. Everyone's input has been greatly appreciated. We love our listeners. They're definitely on brand with us. All of the things I was saying, I was like, oh my God, yes, I can't believe I forgot about that. (gasps) I might actually put some links to photos of some of the things that are on this list so that you, if you don't know what we're talking about, especially the stretchy mesh material headbands in all the different colors, because everyone in my age group, probably anyone who's 26 to 28 will know exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm going to try and find a photo. Don't exclude me. Anyone <laughs> so today I've brought a little friend along. It's Megan from our team. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Um, you might recall that Megan has actually been on this podcast before <laughs> to talk about the time she put super glue in her eye. So today, Megan is joining me to talk bargain versus bougie foundations. So Megan is actually a makeup artist as well as being our social and content coordinator. So she knows her shit when it comes to foundation. Honestly, I go to her all the time for makeup advice. So we're going to talk about bargain versus bougie foundations. And we do have a little bit of a special guest coming on at the end of the segment. (laughs) So stay tuned to hear who that is. If you are a fan of our YouTube channel, you will know what's coming, but stay tuned. Yes. yes. Anyway, so Megzi, I thought we could start with choosing a foundation because I think a lot of people are doing this wrong, mainly in choosing finish and coverage based on their skin type. And then secondly, undertones and shades. So can we just talk about that quickly before we jump into our favourite bargain bougie picks? Yes. So there's a few different criteria that you need to tick off when you're trying to choose which foundation is good for you. Um, So firstly, if you know your skin type, that is kind of like your base or Mm. for lack of a better word, your foundation um, when you're choosing. (laughs) So First of all, skin type, because then you know what you're trying to counteract. So if you have oily skin, you know that you want something that might be a bit more mattifying or shine control or that kind of thing. If you have dry skin, you're probably going to want your hydrating, luminous type of finishes. And if you have normal, you know, you're quite lucky. You can kind of just swing either way, whichever way you're feeling. But the first would be, yes, your skin type. Um, The second, then you need to kind of determine what type of finish do you want. So do you want a dewy finish? Do you want a matte finish? Do you want just like a natural skin finish? 
And the third criteria is what kind of coverage do you want? Now, coverage can be um, confused by a lot of people. So coverage isn't your shade. It's just how much of your natural skin you want to show through the foundation. Mm, That's a good way of putting it. Yes. So, Joe, we all know that you love the minimal coverage. Mm, Yes. Yes. You love that. Well, you know, with skin like yours, you could really get away (laughs) with that as well. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so whether you want light, medium, full, whatever coverage you want, but they're kind of the main thing. So it is skin type, finish and coverage. Um, Then we get to undertones. So there is generally cool undertones, neutral undertones and warm undertones. So your cool undertones usually throw off shades of pink or red and your warm undertones generally throw off shades of peach, yellow or gold. Um, And if you're kind of a mix of both of them, that's when you're called neutral. So you have ready pink or yellow and golden peachy together. Um, So sometimes I can get away with the neutral. Sometimes I can get away with the warm, but whichever one you are, that's probably the easiest way to tell which one will suit you best. So I think that covers off the basics of choosing a foundation, which Hannah and I have discussed this before because she loves a dewy foundation, but she's got oily skin. So if you, you still can use a foundation, like she loves the makeup forever reboot and she's got oily skin. So obviously that foundation isn't going to last super well on her skin if it's not prepped or finished properly. Yeah. So that's like a really good guide. Um, however, mm. you're not bound to those restrictions. Beauty is all yeah. about doing whatever you want to do. So, you know, sometimes like I have really dry moments with my skin, but sometimes I just like to look really matte. So mm. I'll just make sure that I really hydrate my skin underneath to kind of counteract any dryness that might come up throughout the day or night. Mm-hmm. And I just rock my matte look. So onto our um, bargain versus bougie picks, you and I have done this list together because we have very similar taste in foundations because we both have the same skin type and we both kind of like the same finish. You sometimes kind of like more coverage than me. Yeah. But you also very much can pull off a sheer look. So we've put together this list. Let's start with the bargain one. Oh, I love a bargain foundation. So well, you and I are obsessed with the designer brands Hydrating Luminous Foundation and everyone always asks the both of us what foundation yep. we're wearing when we wear it. <laughs> I remember I bought it in like the first lockdown and I was like, oh, I was like, all right, like I'll give it a go. You know, I love a bargain foundation. But, yeah, I wasn't expecting much. And mm. then I put it on on like a Monday night and I was like, oh, my goodness, I am glowing. I was mm. like, I need to wear this out. And then we went into lockdown for eight months. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, So we do love that one. That's 20 bucks, designer brands. It is a great foundation. How would you describe the coverage finish and person that it's suitable for? Coverage, I would say light. However, you can build it up to a medium coverage if you stipple it on. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I have actually gotten like a medium-ish coverage out of it. Finish, I would say dewy, very dewy. I'd say it would be suit. Look, any skin type can wear any foundation. Let's just put that out on the record. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say anyone that loves a glowy, dewy finish, if you have dry skin or even normal skin, it would be great. It's got hyaluronic acid and vitamin E. Mm -hmm. So it's super nourishing on the skin. So if you're looking for that hydration boost, I would definitely go with that one. For sure. Now the Ordinary Serum Foundation is $12.70, which is just, their prices are almost outrageous. Like how? Yeah. $12.70. Anyway, so the serum foundation is quite similar in that it is a light-ish coverage, 
and Mm -hmm. it just blends onto the skin really seamlessly. So the serum foundation, firstly, affordable as Yeah. Secondly, I would say it's suitable for people who like light coverage. I do think it is semi-buildable, but honestly, I found that on me, it separated a little bit when I tried to build up the coverage. So I'd probably keep that as light as possible. Again, suitable for everybody, but you just have to adjust your prep and your finish totally to get the right result. But have you used this one? Look, I've used it a few times just uh, when we were back in the office. Mm. So I haven't, I don't have a whole lot of experience with it, but the few times that I did wear it, I really loved it. I remember mm-hmm. just thinking like the high points of my face. I was like, yep, mm. this is giving me the glow. Yeah, it's a nice option. I've heard very good things about it. I just haven't used it heaps myself, but Mm. if I was going to choose between the DB and the Ordinary, I'd go the DB. Now, one of the bargain products you got me onto, well, I mean, I'm not using it, but you didn't stop talking about it, was the Maybelline Fit Me Matte and Poreless Foundation, which is a mouthful, is twenty one ninety five. You seem to have some kind of love affair with this foundation. I do. So I actually love, so there's two formulas of this, but we only stock the Matte and Poreless formulation, but I mm-hmm. actually love the Dewy and Smooth formula. So I might have Chemist to Warehouse talk. Chemist Warehouse probably have that. Yeah, they, I, they definitely do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I might have to talk to our brands team about getting it on site because the Dewy and Smooth version was the formulation that I fell in love with. Mm-hmm. I would say, again, light to me. It's The coverage is quite similar to the designer brand's hydrating foundation. Pretty much very similar finish as well, the Dewy and Smooth. Now, as for the Matte and Poreless, the reason why I actually really do love this one is it is really versatile. So if you have oily skin and you prep your skin with mattifying products, it will really give you that staying power and those mattifying vibes. But if you have normal to dry skin and you really want a dewy finish, you can actually still achieve it with the matte and poreless version. You just need to hydrate your skin underneath and it'll still give you that really nice dew. Yeah. And another bargain one from the same kind of like drugstore makeup category is the L'Oreal Paris True Match, which is $29.99. I actually thought it was cheaper than that. No. So she's she's crept up a bit. <laughs> she's almost in the bougie category. Yeah. <laughs> So what's the difference between Laura Paris True Match and the Maybelline Fit Me? Yep. So True Match, I would say, has more of a velvety finish. Mm -hmm. So it's not completely matte. It's not completely dewy, but it has, like I said, that velvetiness to it. Yeah. And another thing, the actual texture of the foundation almost feels like a whipped liquid. Yeah. If that makes sense. Whereas the Fit Me kind of feels like a like your normal run-of-the-mill liquid. So yeah, it's almost like a lighter formulation, which you can buff into the skin really easily. Um, but it will be that, like I said, slightly more velvety, matte-ish finish. Now, time for the bougie bitches. Yes. We are going on to our expensive picks. So starting off at the top of the range, Giorgio Armani Luminous Silk at... That's a hundred bucks. Yeah. What's our vibe? Oh, I just, I love her. I didn't want to. <laughs> I was like, I saw it in heat, like on Insta, uh, like years ago. I was like, people have just bought into this expensive brand. Bet it's not even good. And then I tried it and I was like, this is good. <laughs> and now it's in my kit. It goes like well with any skin type. It's great for all ages. I can put it on my like on my mum or like a 20-year-old. Yeah. It's just oh, why do you love it? Controversial opinion. I don't. Oh 
Don't mm. you? She said it. It's out there. She said oh, it. Oh, um, it'd be too high coverage for you. I don't hate it, but I mm. prefer other foundations. So I wouldn't yes. go and buy that knowing that I yep. prefer foundations that are cheaper and that I prefer the finish of, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I still think it's a very good foundation and I understand why people pay the big bucks for it because it does look beautiful on various different skins. As you said, it can be used on mature yep. skin. It looks amazing on young skin as well. So I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. But the other foundation I love from um, Giorgio Armani is the Neo Nude Foundation, which is very much more a BB cream or tinted moisturizer finish. I wouldn't even call it a foundation. There's barely any coverage, but it's beautiful. And I think that's about 60 something dollars. Yes. So much cheaper than the Luminous Silk. So if you do prefer a very, very light coverage, barely there, I would suggest that one. But you know what my issue is? This is my issue. So when I'm going out, that's when I like the like medium-ish coverage. Same. And then for every day, that's where I'm like, put me in pretty much nothing. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. But I hate spending quite a lot on my everyday kind of foundation because I'm like, oh, I'm just yeah. going to be like sitting in front of a computer screen. No one's even going to see me. Yeah, exactly. That's where yeah, I get I, caught. I want a fuller coverage when I go out, but even then it's like mm. medium at the most. That's when I'd go for Makeup Forever Ultra HD, which is on our list. That's $67. Mm-hmm. That's just a cult favorite. Like everybody loves Ultra HD. I've not met someone yeah. that hates it. I really love it because it gives you that medium coverage, but you can build it up. Like you can get quite a full coverage from it if you try, but you can also shear it out quite a lot depending on how you apply it. So I would normally apply it with a brush and just really buff it into my skin and then use just a sponge on top to make sure it kind of blends in and sinks into my skin a little bit more. The thing that I love about Makeup Forever Ultra HD True Match it doesn't feel like there's anything on your skin. Yes. So you still have that nice flex and flow. Mm. Um, and I found that with those, because of the weight feels like it's nothing on your skin, it also doesn't settle into lines. Yeah, that's another reason why I love those. Now, a newbie that's on our list for 70 bucks is the Anastasia Beverly Hills Luminous Foundation, which I actually haven't tried. Uh, I was wearing it yesterday, actually, last night. Oh, were you? So I gave it a test run in, what, 35 degree heat? Yeah, you did look beautiful. And it went really well. Yeah. So I have been quite liking that and I'm going to be integrating that into my kit. Okay, interesting. Then the other one that we had on our bougie list was, of course, Double Wear, which is 60 bucks. Mm. That is one of the world's best-selling foundations. As I said, mm-hmm. I used that many years ago as one of my first foundations. <laughs> I just can't even imagine you with that amount of coverage. You would have freaked. <laughs> so I used to work at Target and I was the door bitch at Target and I would wear that every week and it was so thick but go back a few years the um fashion was high coverage matte finish Mm. yeah and no blush and just bronzer but it was in fashion so yeah just had to roll with it exactly now our special guest has just arrived oh has he already (laughs) he's early yep i can see i can see his little name popped up there oh no (laughs) so you may have guessed that uh megan's brought along a special guest which is joey mua if you've not seen joey mua in action he actually appeared on our youtube channel quite a few months ago i'm going to put the link in our episode notes so that you can have a look for yourself but joey mua actually happens to be megan's boyfriend so he did the boyfriend does my makeup challenge for us on youtube 
and f- it's funny. You've really got to go and watch it if you haven't seen it. But Joey, we brought you on because we thought that you would just be able to give us a few um, nuggets of wisdom. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Just just for transparency's sake, um, Joey MUA is not a makeup artist at all. Um, <laughs> Honestly, watch the video. I quite possibly could be if I wanted to. <laughs> I would have full confidence in you doing my makeup, Joey, but just for transparency's sake, Joey does not work in the beauty industry um, <laughs> and he's not hes not formally trained, but, you know, there's makeup artists that are self-taught these days and you go after what you want to do, Joey. So we thought we'd ask you about foundations today. I guess, Joey, the first thing, obviously, because you are a professional, um, I just wanted to know, what are your tips for the perfect foundation application? Because... In our YouTube video, you actually applied my makeup with a eyeshadow brush. <laughs> it was a, it was a fluffy eyeshadow blending brush, and it was about one centimeter thick. So, uh, like Joanna said before, you know, there's a lot of self-taught makeup artists, and you need to just do what works for you. So, you know, it's not always going to be conventional in a sense, but you got to just do what works for you, right? In that moment, I was uh, I was worried about precision, so. I went for the smaller brush and I went for very precise and I wanted to uh, highlight all your features as best as I could. Honestly, I think that was quite a valid explanation for why you picked the eyeshadow brush. Oh, look, I'd probably go for like, you know, a paddle brush or a kabuki, but if you want to go for precision, then just straight into the shadow yeah. brush and that'll good old, The good too. old kabuki, yeah. I've, got to, uh, I've got to get on that one. <laughs> so the other thing that we wanted to ask, because we've just been talking about finish and coverage of different foundations. So when you're dealing with clients, what's your preference when it comes to finish and coverage? Well, um, well, okay. Do you know what up. finish and coverage is? So coverage, obviously coverage. Finish, um, like a... <laughs> So my preference would be a matte finish. Is that what we're? That's what we're. Put, yeah. So yeah, I don't right. like a. I don't like a glowy finish because I don't know. In if it's not done well, I think it can make your face look a little bit oily, and I don't like that. So you know. Oh my god! I'm actually shook by his knowledge level right now. <laughs> what do you know what, what do you mean? I think because when we're out, I'll turn around and say, "Do I look shiny or do I look glowy?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I'll pick up little tips here and there where I can. But, yeah, no, I'd definitely go for a matte finish. I think that under under the right lighting, it's it makes your face look flawless, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, men's skin does have more sebaceous glands, so men tend to be oilier. So I'd understand why you personally would go for a more of a matte finish, Joey, because that would probably be more long-lasting on your skin. So do you have any other um, makeup tips for our audience that they may not have heard before? Anything obscure that you've discovered in your, you know, recent career that you've just developed this year? I think the biggest thing for me was don't be scared. Just just go for it. I got scared. I feared the lash. I think in the video, if you if you refer back to it, I feared the lash and that, mm-hmm. that scared me a little bit. You did. But if just no fear, just go for it. You know, you make the same mistake once and then you don't make that mistake again. Yeah, I was about to bag you, but that is actually a really good tip for anyone that's like, I don't know what I'm doing with my makeup because no one knows what they're doing when they start out and you just practice and then you're like, yep, I got this. And, you know, we all have to start somewhere. So just give it a whirl. A hundred percent. Yeah. Back in the day, Hannah always used to be like, how do you get your makeup to last so long? I'm like, you just need to practice. You just need to find the right 
things for your skin and what works for you. And now look at her. She's, you know, killing it. She's makeup, a makeup so. artist herself now, yep. Yeah. There you go. She's Hannah MUA. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any favourite brands, Joey, look, of makeup? I'm, um, yeah. I'm a little bit bougie, so so I think my uh, my favourite, mm. not that I've used this before, but I've seen Megan use it and I'm like, yeah, that one, that, that's a good one. The Luminous Silk, the Armani one, that's, that's a... That's that's got to be my fave. If you had to pick a tool for foundation application, I know we've talked about an eyeshadow brush being one of your favourite tools for precision, but you know, do you use a sponge? Do you opt for fingers, like, or are you just always the eyeshadow brush? Do you feel that's the way to go? Recently, I came across um, one of those little sponges, mm, the tiny ones, the tiny ones, and it looks like a little teardrop <laughs> almost. Yeah. Next time, <laughs> next time, I will. I will definitely try to use that. The feel of it is good and I feel like it's still got that same precision that I was after. Yeah. So I'd I'd love to experiment with that one time, but I don't know the technical term for what the sponge is called. Just a beauty sponge, doll. Mm. The beauty sponge or the beauty blender, one of those. Yeah. He knows the brand name. Is that what is that the brand name? I reckon he's coming for my job, Joe. Yeah, I actually think he might be. (laughs) Watch out. We're going to have to get Joey MUA back on the YouTube channel. I want to see a different look. I think maybe we get experimental. We use some colour. Megan, obviously, you're going to be the model. Um, But, Mm. Joey, I just, I really want to see where your skills are at now because, you know, that was your first go at makeup. Look, I think you're going to learn from some of the mistakes that you made. Again, don't fear the lash because it can sense your fear. So you've just got to go in confidence. I'm not not scared of the lash anymore. I've I've made peace with it and me and the lash are good. We're actually friends now. So... (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I know that you've, we've disrupted your day job to record this, so <laughs> <laughs> probably should get back to it. Um, no, it's fine. All right, doll. Thanks for joining. He fucking knew stuff, though. I know. Thanks for joining me today, Megzy, to talk all things foundations. I think we'll make the bargain versus bougie segment like a regular thing. Maybe we can do concealers, we can do blushes, because I put a thing on my stories mm. recently of my favourite bargain products in terms of makeup and it went off so if you've got any requests for products for us to cover we're gonna do it product we didn't know we needed hannah why don't you go first because i've just been chatting my head off with megan and joey so i have chosen the ghd max hair straightener i have been looking for a new straightener because i've had the regular ghd the platinum no i've got the gold okay as much as i like 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 i've always found that the normal size straighteners just my hair just doesn't like it because it's so thick and coarse Mm -hmm. it's just like yeah I have to go over it so many times and I cannot believe up until this point I haven't discovered like a thick straightener. Yeah, I had one years ago and it was great. Basically, the wide plate straighteners are much, much better for long hair but also like coarse hair, which is mine. Mm. And mine's actually getting quite long now. So I guess it's like the same technology as the regular hair. GHD, like they regulate the temperature, I think, to 185. Is that right? Which is what I really like about GHD is that the temperature is 185 degrees Celsius, mm. which that is much better for my hair because if I'm given the option to go up to 230, I will. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you just don't don't give Hannah any opportunity to do the wrong thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, do you know one of the things that I love about the GHD is the sleep mode? So it switches it off automatically after 30 oh, minutes. Oh, yes. Which for me just means I can leave the house and not Absolutely. stress. 
Yes. So the GHD Max, just some of the features are that it's got ceramic plates, but they are obviously wide. So it's better for thick, long or coarse hair. I find that it's a lot faster to straighten my hair than smaller straighteners. Mm, so do you have to do less passes for oh. your hair? I only have to do two because, and the plates are actually 70% mm-hmm. larger than the regular plates. Okay. I actually think it's, this would be good for all hair types. And that's mine. What about you? So with mine, I, I'm denied whether to do this one, but I thought, F- it, we're allowed to talk about products that we don't stock at a door. So that's what I'm going to do. Let me guess. Chemist Warehouse. <laughs> Aldi or Chemist Warehouse, one of the two. it's Chemist Warehouse. So my product I didn't know I needed today and big shout out to my best friend who actually gave me this product to use and then I ended up using the whole thing. Like she lent it to me and I used the entire thing. It's the Bondi Sands Tan Eraser. So it's a foam and you basically put it over your whole body. You leave it on for five to ten minutes and then you just use your glove quite gently in the shower and it takes everything Mm. off like it's actually I was shook by how good it was and so we don't really have any other tan removers at a door I don't think like we've got gloves I use the loving tan glove but sometimes the gloves if you don't already have some kind of tan removing product on your skin yeah you can end up like you know really getting it quite raw and if you've got to put tan on straight after that it's just I don't think it's that great for your skin. So I do prefer to use a tan remover just to loosen everything up so that I'm not having to press really hard with my glove and really scrape my skin. So I found that this takes it off really well. I think the main ingredient in there is like bicarb soda. So you probably could just put some bicarb in the bath and <laughs> lay in there. But um, it is really easy. You just Legitimately. Put it yeah, it's, yeah, you actually probably could. Um, I think there's a brand actually. Someone sent me a DM recently saying there's a brand that's come out with a tan remover bath bomb. Cannot remember the name of the brand. Oh, that sounds amazing. But I always thought that would be such a good idea. And I used to say to my friend that worked at Tuscan Tan that they need to create a tan removing bath bomb and someone's gone and done it. So it's a bit like that Big Magic. We did a book club and we did this book called Big Magic and it says in there how if you don't take the ideas when they come to you that they'll go to someone else. Yeah. I feel like that's what's happened here. But anyway, Bondi Sands Tan Eraser is my product I know you needed. Sometimes you just got to shop at Chemist Warehouse, you know? <laughs> I love a good sesh at Chemist Warehouses when you're waiting for your scripts and they're taking ages. Oh, and, and you, you do the laps. Walk the aisles. Do the laps, yes. <gasps> All right. See you next week, guys. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.